0: Hey, what's up, French Grant Bolton here. So good to have you here with us for another awesome episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. Now, one of the best parts of TSL is working with our students like day in, day out. We've literally helped thousands of students to build and grow their speaking business and to share their message with the world. And I am thrilled that you have the opportunity to hear from some of them during our monthly student highlight series. Because one of the things you're going to find is their stories are going to offer really insight and and hope no matter where you are in your speaking career. We're going to talk about exactly what they've done, how they've built their business, and some of the results that they're seeing. And so for this series, we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to hand the mic to one of our coaches who are in the trenches every single day, helping our students to gain the confidence, the clarity, and that clear path that they need to their very own speaking success. I know you're going to love hearing from and learning from these students, so uh, let's get right into it. Enjoy. Enjoy.
1: Hey everyone, Mary Alice Goldsmith here, Director of Student Success. I am so glad to be with you today on the Speaker Lab podcast. It's a true honor to have the opportunity to introduce you to some of our incredible students. I promise you're going to learn so much from their experiences and be inspired by their perseverance and success. Today, it's my privilege to introduce you to Jason Dietrich from, where are you from?
2: Uh, Harleysville, Pennsylvania.
1: Oh, All right. So right, right next door. All right. (laughs) Um, And Jason, we so appreciate you taking the time and sharing your story and your journey, um, how you ended up here at the Speaker Lab and where you're going and the journey of your speaking business. So welcome. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing very well. Thanks. It's uh, definitely a hot one here today. It's uh, 98 degrees here. So it's uh, definitely uh, a good day to stay indoors in the air conditioning.
1: (laughs) Yeah, great day to stay inside and record a podcast. How about that? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Awesome. So I'd love to know, when did you make the decision that, you know, like we all know, speaking is supposed to be like the number one fear. So when did you make the decision that speaking was for you?
2: Yeah, that, that's a uh, wonderful question, Mary Allison. and it's uh, such an honor to be here. Uh, so uh, in terms of me deciding to become a speaker, uh, it actually brought – I'll take you back to when I was a, a senior in college. And uh, when I was a senior in college, particularly in my fall semester – Uh, Myself and about 14 other uh, students at my uh, university uh, was selected to be a part of the Millennium Fellowship experience, and that experience was connected to the United Nations and also the United Nations academic impact, and what we actually did was we created a project called the 1742 model because that's when uh, my college, or actually a university now, was founded. So uh, what we did was, as part of our particular project, I was a part of the education subcommittee. And we actually traveled to local elementary schools, middle schools, even my alma mater high school, where I actually gave a a public speaking presentation on the 17 Sustainable Development Goals. And because of the great work uh, that we did... Uh, one of the campus networks called the Millennium Campus Network actually invited me to speak at the United Nations headquarters in New York City in the spring semester of my senior year. Ooh, so, big
1: time. You went big time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> So that was that was definitely uh, such a phenomenal experience. And I I was nervous um, beyond the wazoo, you know, speaking (laughs) at the U.N. Um, But I do have to tell you, uh, Mary Alice, it was such a tremendous experience. Um, But I spoke to millions of people uh, all around the globe. So, you know, as they say, I'm sure I might have gone viral, probably. (laughs) But you know, from there, that really solidified my interest in public speaking and also motivational speaking. I really enjoyed traveling around to uh, local schools around the area, and because I got such a global uh, perspective, especially on the 17 Sustainable Development Goals, I knew this was something that uh, I wanted to do for a living.
1: I mean, that's awesome. You know, it's like we we uh, all go to college in hopes to create a future and. You don't realize these, these are the things that it's hard to sell college to people because, um, you know, there's those little nuances of, of just living life and doing, doing different things, experiencing different things. And because of that college experience, it really opened up this whole world for you uh, as a speaker. It's really awesome. Love that story. Thank
2: you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so. You know, you get done with college and you move on and become an adult. You started your whole adulting career. (laughs) (laughs) And if I remember correctly, you're in education, correct?
2: Yes, I am a uh, STEM educator. I've had actually um, uh, more than three years of STEM teaching experience in a whole variety of avenues.
1: So a lot of speaking there in the front of the classroom. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what made you say, you know, On top of all the work that I'm doing, I really want to start building a business around speaking. Now, I know, obviously, you just came off of telling me the story of what inspired you to do it. But why now? Like, what made you want to do it now with everything that you already have on the plate?
2: Yeah, uh, it was uh, very interesting. So believe it or not, after I uh, graduated uh, from my university, I remember I came across a particular ad, and it was from uh, Grant Baldwin. Uh, who uh, who is the current CEO of the Speaker Lab? Now, at first, I had no idea what this particular ad was, uh, or you know, if it was a scam because you know there are <laughs> scams out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, um, but based on something like that, I heard his about his two-minute pitch or something like that about how they've gotten uh, speakers uh, to become motivational speakers uh, to an audience and also to get paid from it, and I was thinking, huh. You know, based on my work as a Millennium Fellow and also uh, through speaking at the United Nations headquarters, I wanted to learn some more information. So what I did was I dug around uh, the website, I did my research, and, you know, I just saw all the positive comments from all of the speakers who have gone through the program, uh, and I actually made some connections. Um, I've connected with uh, Eric Rehm. He's been a wonderful mentor uh, for me, a wonderful speaker, has given me lots of great advice. Uh, And then I also connected with um, Brittany Richmond and also Ron Smith, also other fellow speakers as well.
1: Mm -hmm. And,
2: you know, it was interesting after, you know, when COVID came and the country shut down, as uh, I'm sure everybody can agree, it was very stressful for everybody these last two years. What was going on was, uh, since I was still a teacher, what I wanted to do was broaden my experience a little bit. I was very interested in the program, but what I wanted to do was kind of solidify my message and my take a little bit. but. I actually finally decided to pull the trigger uh, this past year. And what I decided to do was at my current um, at my former teaching placement, uh, to be honest with you, I was uh, feeling miserable. Uh, mm. I dreaded waking up going to school, going to work in the morning. And I was wondering, you know, why am I feeling this way? Um, I, unfortunately, as a teacher felt, I was feeling very restricted in terms of what I could do uh, in the classroom and how much I could do it. And I felt like I couldn't really expand out uh, as effectively as I could. Mm. So what I actually did was I made the brave and bold decision to um, resign from my placement and focus on my speaking career. Because believe it or not, Mary Alice, uh, these last several months, I've enjoyed um, waking up in the morning, and I loved waking up with a smile on my face because I know that uh, this is my new passion. So in the month of October of 2021, I actually enrolled uh, in this program. And after I spoke with Ron Smith and made the payment, I was like, oh, my goodness, um, goodness, are you out of your mind? And so I was like, you know, this is it. This is for real. Uh, so, But based on that, Mary Alice, I have to say that the overall journey of you know, becoming a speaker has been absolutely tremendous. Uh, I know what I want to do. Uh, I felt like um, God gave me a very special gift inside, and he wanted me to pursue this because I've got the teaching experience, but now uh, I need to expand out a little bit. So I took the risk, and I went for it, and uh, I don't regret it, and I've loved this journey ever since.
1: That's amazing. I I don't know if I knew that story that you actually quit being a teacher and kind of, you know, you're touching on something like 2020 has been so challenging, you know, this whole COVID and lockdowns and especially, uh, and not to disqualify anybody else, but like on our teachers having to teach, you know, via Zoom and the kids having to acclimate to that and just so many adjustments. And I hear often from the teachers that I know that getting back into school was really, really challenging. But what I, I don't love that you went through that. But what I love about your story is that you went through the challenge and you said, no, this is, this is unacceptable to me. I'm not going to live this way. I'm not going to be miserable. I'm not going to put myself in a, in a classroom and not show up as my best self. Uh, I'm going to, make a decision and and do better. And I, I think that's such a powerful message to anyone who's listening today, that if you're stuck, or you're feeling frustrated, or life just keeps throwing punches at you, you don't have to keep getting knocked down, you can make a different decision and change your life. And I think that's, that's really awesome that you did that.
2: Oh, yeah. And, you know, just to add on, you know, with, you know, with other teachers as well, there's definitely been, you know, a huge teacher shortage, you know, as well, especially, you know, in the inner city schools as well. So I think, you know, COVID has, as stressful as it has been, I think it's given everybody a little bit of an awakening call, you know, to say that, you know, I want to reevaluate parts of my life and my life's experiences and, you know, for that particular dream that I want to pursue, I think now's the time. So, um, you know, we can definitely relate to you know a lot of people. I think that are going through this, but you know, like I said, this is um, this is exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, I know that some people might not want to be a speaker, which is fine. I know it's not for everybody, but you know, this is my dream. So, and and I'm living it currently. So, and I really enjoy it.
1: <laughs> That's so awesome. So, so tell me. Um... What is the topic that you speak on and, and who is your audience?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So in terms of my uh, speaking audience, I actually speak to uh, K-12 through 12 students, including teachers. And what I primarily focus on with them is I help both students and teachers embrace their uniqueness so they can live a life filled with passion and purpose. And there's this one acronym that I primarily use that uh, that has actually allowed me to live a life filled with passion and purpose that I definitely want to pass down uh, to others. And the acronym that I primarily use is called SKY, S-K-Y. Mm-hmm. And this is just like a short three-letter acronym. Uh, and believe it or not, it, it, it relates to what is your why, but it's a little different. So primarily what I've used in my acronym SKY... The letter S has a particular phrase, which is uh, spend time uh, by yourself. Uh, I know growing up um, as a little kid, I remember when I was five years old, I was diagnosed with hyperlexia, uh, where I struggle with reading comprehension. And unfortunately, early on throughout my educational journey, I didn't have a whole lot of teachers that were very supportive of me. Uh, I struggled mentally, emotionally, and you know physically because of the lack of support with my skill sets and abilities. So it wasn't until middle school and even high school where all the difference was made for me. So my teachers actually saw that I struggled. They sat down with me and they helped me to see that hyperlexia was a very tiny thing. You know, even though I struggle with reading comprehension, I knew I had to work twice as hard compared to somebody else who didn't struggle with it. But at the same time, I discovered so many, you know, talents that, you know, I never even knew I possessed. So believe it or not, some people may consider spending time alone as a negative thing. Well, it's actually not you know, a lot of times we get accustomed into social media, we get sucked into that. And, you know, it often distracts uh, from who we are as individuals. So that's why I'm not on social media as much. I don't really post a whole lot on social media, just to be honest with you.
1: Um,
2: But, you know, from there, because I've been able to spend time by myself, that allowed me to then go into my K part of my phrase for Sky, which is know and understand your passions. So from there, I knew that, STEM was my big passion. So, uh, because I loved, you know, thinking like a scientist and solving problems and, you know, uh, critically thinking about concepts, it was very cool. So, what I did there was through spending time alone, I knew that I wanted to pursue something in STEM. So, what I did then was I went uh, to Moravian University, I got my um, Bachelor of Science degree, uh, and I wanted to uh, be a teacher. Uh, but then, later on, due to you know the circumstances with feeling restricted in the classroom, uh, there was a new dream that came about, especially through talking at the United Nations, where there was a little bit of a career trajectory for me mm-hmm. and what happened then was because since I knew I wanted to be a full time motivational speaker, this then led me into my why, which is you own them, you go for them.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so- That is
2: really something that uh, allows me to be positive. And, you know, look, when you know that you want to do something, if you have a dream or a passion, you should go for it. And, you know, uh, what have you got to lose? You know, don't let somebody tell you that you can't do something. So that's primarily what I speak on. And, you know, uh, based on uh, my first uh, speaking engagement that I did uh, this past May, um, the teachers that I spoke to loved it. And my principal thought that my uh, creative idea through ebbs and flows was very creative.
1: Awesome. That's I really love the whole sky acronym and what it stands for. And it really speaks to who you are as a person and how you're, you're not just teaching this, but you, you lived it, you know, um, interesting how the K like know your passion and purpose, um, interesting how like you were feeling held back in the classroom or maybe boxed in and it was preventing you from fulfilling your purpose and your passion as a teacher and you did something about it, you know, so I I think that's really, really speaks to how you live your life um, and so you practice what you preach, basically. Yeah, exactly. powerful. Yeah. <laughs> it's powerful. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah, I think, too, the other thing, um, being in silence, it, it's such a huge benefit that oftentimes we miss. Um, for, for about 15 years, I did youth ministry at my church. And one of the things I would teach the kids is, hey, when you get up in the morning, just spend five minutes in silence don't race to pick up your cell phone. Don't run and turn the TV on. Don't turn the music on. Really try to sit in silence. And a lot of them were like, ah, come on, that's boring. I have things to do. But when we think about this, when we wake up, the TV goes on. When we get in the car, the radio goes on. When we get to the office, we're talking all day to all these people. We get back in our car, the radio goes on. We get back home, we turn the TV on. Like, if if you're spending so much time with noise, it's really hard to hear the calling of your soul, which is your purpose and your passion. Um, so I always encourage people if you're struggling or if you really want to live on purpose, you have to quiet down a little bit and really yeah. discover that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's, that's great to hear, you know, with your work with um, uh, the youth ministry as well. And, you know, it's, it's definitely difficult, you know, with the technology, as I've said before, uh, the technology is definitely great with some innovations with healthcare, and especially with the vaccines with COVID. But, you know, if you get, you know, addicted to it, you can get really sucked into um, some, uh, you know, unusual aspects, or, you know, it could lead you down a bad path. So, mm-hmm. you know, that. That's why, um, you know, back when my grandmother taught, you know, she was a teacher and a principal, they didn't have all the technology that we have now. Uh, So, you know, in some ways it was good, in some ways it wasn't, Uh, same thing with now. But, you know, like I said before, that's why I'm not on social media as much, uh, because what I want to do is I want to focus on, you know, who I am and not get distracted from it. And
1: it's helped. Yeah. So what would you, what would you suggest, you know, like if you were speaking and somebody came up to you and said, Jason, I love, I love everything you taught, but I have such a hard time with sitting still. Like I always have to be on the go. I, I, I'm always thinking about the next thing I have to do. What, because here's the other thing that I have found, uh, people who struggle with like being silent or or spending some time alone, um, they, they feel like there's a rule around it. Like if it's not 10 minutes, it's not good enough. If it's not a minute, it's not good enough, right? Like there's some kind of absurd rule that they have in their mind. And so they're, they're trying to stick to a standard. Um, So I feel like if people would just stop judging themselves, it would go a long way and just sit as silent as you can for as long as you can. But what advice would you give someone that is really struggling to just sit in silence and just be, be still with themselves?
2: Yeah, you know, in terms of advice that I would share, you know, I can uh, relate to this, you know, as as a teacher and as an educator, Uh, when I first got my um, full time seventh grade science teaching position at a school district uh, near the Gettysburg area that was right when COVID was around, right when COVID was prevalent. And, you know, there was this whole debate, you know, are we going to be back in school? How long are we going to be back in school? Are we going to be virtual? I mean, that was the particular year where, you know, we had no idea what was going on. And whenever my students would ask at the time, you know, hey, Mr. Dietrich, are we uh, going to be back in school five days a week? The response was, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, we're just going to have to wait and see and take it day by day. So, my advice is this: There, there have been instances, especially with me as a teacher, where I've been mentally drained and mentally exhausted. And I think that all of us, uh, not just here in the United States, but around the world, um, it, with the COVID-19 pandemic, um, it has really made people very depressed and very, emo- uh, very emotionally and mentally drained. So, uh, what I primarily do. Is uh, to help shut my mind off a little bit because I struggled with that. Is usually I come up with uh, a to do list. Now, usually what I would do on the to do list as a teacher, I would have nine or 10 different things because, you know, as a teacher, it's not a nine to five day job. So after five o'clock, you come home, you're either grading assignments, you're following up with students' questions, or, you know, also emailing parents as well. So and it, that's it was fun. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that that's was- that's one of the perks of the job, emailing parents. <laughs> right,
2: exactly. So
1: um but but you
2: know, based on you know something like that, I had real difficulty shutting my mind off. But what I primarily do with a to do list is instead of having nine or ten different things like I used to have, what I do is what do I need to accomplish today? And I only set about three, maybe four things to accomplish for the day. That's a lot more doable. And that has given me the opportunity to spread out some of those other uh, objectives that I need to complete. You know, for example, if there was, you know, grading that I needed to do at the time, and it was only reserved for Tuesday, well, if it was Monday, I don't have to worry about that. That problem comes the next day. So you don't try to squeeze something in. Mm -hmm. But uh, one of my main objectives is, is based on those three or four objectives, that gives me enough time to be able to accomplish those tasks, really focus on them. And I also, one of the tasks, believe it or not, is to meditate for 30 minutes in silence. So Mm -hmm. based on that, I always set forth a guideline that allows me to, you know, sit still, like you said, or, you know, you could lie down on your bed. It doesn't matter which. I lie on my bed when I meditate. Uh, <laughs> but Be um, honest.
1: Do you ever fall asleep?
2: Sometimes, yes. <laughs> <forever>. <laughs> sometimes. Um, but usually what I do then is I, like, set a timer for a couple minutes after, and then it wakes me
1: up. I'm like, hello. <laughs> so. And let but, everybody know that it's okay if you fall asleep yeah you're not you're not a bad meditator if you fall
2: asleep <laughs> right you know there have been <laughs> in, there's been instances where you know I listened to a meditation and then I fell asleep for half an hour, and I'm just like wow, I just I needed that, you know, I needed some time to relax a little bit. So Mm -hmm. this is just God's way of helping me to relax a little bit. So based on doing that, by allowing me to meditate as one of the main goals, and then having, you know, two or three, you should have no more than four things to accomplish for each day. That has really allowed me to relax a little bit. That has allowed me to unwind. And that has really helped me to be even more productive than having nine or 10 things on the list, because then your brain starts to wander. And that's when you get mentally drained.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's really awesome. In fact, um, that's what some of the most successful people live by, right? You have three major priorities that you have to get done. And sure. Like we all have to shower. That doesn't need to go on your list. right? Right. (laughs) We all need to brush our teeth. That doesn't need to go on your list. It's like the major three things that you need to accomplish for the day. Um, and you know, like you said, if it needs to be for that day, that's okay. But it's once we start stockpiling all these things that we need to do, that's what, that's what tosses us off our quote unquote game and then overwhelm seeps in. And then you're not at the best version of yourself. You're just, you know, crazy person all over the place, you know? Um, you know, the other thing too, about meditation and, and practicing being in silence, it really helps speakers. And I'll tell you why. And I know you know where I'm going with this, (laughs) but before you get on that stage, you know, if there's, if there's a thousand people in the audience, you have to have a certain mindset and you have to, you have to own that stage and you have to be in an, in a mindset of control and confidence, um, and really be be present for yourself and for your audience. And so practicing that skill of meditation, how has that helped you in terms of your speaking career?
2: Yeah, well, believe it or not, um, Mary Alice, with meditation, uh, certainly before a speaking engagement, I can tell you in terms of when I got my first uh, public speaking engagement, I remember uh, as soon as I walked into my um, alma mater high school and I knew I was going to speak with uh, some teachers uh, who were my former teachers, um, it was very exciting, uh, but I was also very nervous, as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, So I remember setting up and, you know, this is what I was thinking over the course of, you know, this particular presentation. First of all, I know that, you know, I'm a human being and they are human beings as well. You know, they're, they're just people, you know, speaking just like what you and I are doing right now with this podcast is, you know, we're just having a conversation. So, you know, it just, um, we're just having a conversation, sharing ideas, and also I'm sharing my topic in terms of how to best live a life filled with passion and purpose. So... Uh, Based on something like that, you know, because of guided meditation that I've done previously before, that helps me to get into a mindset, number one, that, you know, we're all human beings, nobody's perfect, and, you know, everybody can make mistakes. Everybody does as well from time to time. So, but then from there as well, you know, in terms of guided meditation, that really helps me to, you know, realize that, you know, if somebody's, you know, looking at you from the audience, some may be a little bit more judgmental than others, but, you know, with guided meditation, that allows me to provide a certain point in the room to look at when I'm speaking, and it allows me to, you know, focus on that point. Now, obviously, what I would do as well is, is I would make sure that I would look at, you know, other members of the audience as well but you know i wouldn't necessarily look directly at them because it'd be kind of weird <laughs> uh since I, I i was in the musical i remember my um high school choral director said you never want to look down into the pit while you're <laughs> acting uh, so that's a no-go <laughs> there you go. So i understood exactly where you know she was coming from but based on you know guided meditation That allows me to see, you know, what target do I need to look at? And that allows me to, you know, just be a teacher and to also, you know, share my experiences. Because since I spoke at the United Nations, I'm like, you know, if you could speak in front of a global audience, in front of millions of people, you can do it. So uh, there's no harm uh, and there's no reason for you uh, to be afraid in any way. So... Uh, And I am also aware too, you know, as a speaker, uh, I definitely want to impact as many people as I can. But if I get, you know, one person in the audience to say, you know, hey, you really changed my life. You really inspired me and motivated me. Uh, I think I did my job. You do not have to impact every single person in the audience. If you do, that's fantastic. But if you say that you're going to impact everybody in that audience, you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself. So sometimes what I would do through meditation is, is it would help me to, you know, relax my mind a little bit and really help me to understand what my expectations are as a speaker. So by doing that, this has proven to be very effective. And it also allows me to do the very best that I can to be as positive as I can, and make a difference for, you know, one person or more.
1: Yeah, and and to to live on purpose, right? It's like if you're scatterbrained, you can't, you can't bring your authentic self mm-hmm. to the table. And so um, it's a really important element as a speaker, you know, to really, as as my my brother's wife says, be where your feet are. Be really right. present in that moment, you know, for yourself and for the the people that you're speaking to. So um, it's great. So those of you, don 't meditate, start with thirty seconds every morning, and then before you know it, you'll be up to thirty minutes and If you take a nap, there's no judgment there you go exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know because meditation is for to feed the soul and to give the body what it needs and so if you do happen to fall asleep and you're listening to a guided meditation, guess what you still receive the guided meditation in your right, unconscious, right. right, so it doesn't matter exactly. um <laughs> But I, I I love your topic. I love that you're you're practicing what you're, you're preaching. And you know, there's a lot of people who are listening to this podcast who would love to be a student. You know, they're they're thinking about it. They're hemming and hawing over it. And something that comes up for them is like, is this my purpose? Is this my passion? Can I actually do this? Uh, one of the things I love about you is you you felt the calling. You had the need but you didn't try to piecemeal everything together on your own. You came to the speaker lab and you said, I need help. (laughs) (laughs) I need help with this. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel like that helped you condense time to accelerate the success that you're having as a speaker?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, Mary Alice, I do have to say, you know, with the speaker lab itself, ever since, you know, I've um, had connections, you know, going all the way back to um, 2019, uh, the help and support that I've received has been, you know, absolutely incredible. uh, And it's been absolutely tremendous. And, you know, through one of my uh, speaking coaches who I've also worked with, uh, Jeremy Rockford as well. He's amazing as well. Um, He has really provided me a lot of guidance through our many conversations that we've had. And it has really allowed me to hone in on my purpose as a speaker and what message I wanted to bring. You know, when you come across a particular ad, you know, uh, like the Speaker Lab, I had to evaluate it through the use of a test. Now, uh, as a STEM teacher, I evaluate things all the time. So um, through the use of the scientific method.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> wow, um, we passed the scientific method? Grant's going to yes. be really excited
2: about that. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Well, what I what I did was, you know, through the use of, you know, the scientific method was was that, you know, the first thing that you do is identify a problem. And, you know, through the use of the uh, speaker lab, the two-minute pitch, what happened was was that I saw that, you know, they help speakers, you know, solve a problem. You know, they help them to identify it. And I was like, huh, that's, that's a very good, you know, step, um, because that's one of the first things that you want to do is to identify what the problem is. So that then led me to the second step, which was some background research. So I did a little bit of research about the program, uh, and I saw a lot of positive comments uh, from students and also, you know, fellow coaches as well. So I thought, well, that's then because of this, you know, this is a great program. This is a program that's not going to take advantage of you or anybody. So then I went into uh, the experiment, uh, which was the next stage. So what I did was I reached out to uh, fellow coaches. I connected with them. I was beyond impressed, you know, with their support and also their knowledge too. They were incredibly knowledgeable yeah. about the speaking industry, and you know, as you know, everybody speaks in different industries. So sure. um, I was just very impressed with a variety of uh, speakers, and mm-hmm. you know how, also how positive they were. So based on that particular experiment. I knew what I had to do. Then was you know I'm thinking, wow, I'm very impressed by this. Um, this is absolutely worth it, and this is Mary Alice would also tick me off positively, very
1: positively
2: <laughs> to get enrolled.
1: I like um, that spin on words there.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, not angry, but you know, positively. Um, this was another check mark in the box. What they said, you know, the speakers was for the experiment stage was, was that in order to be a speaker, you know, you have to work. You not only have to own your passion and own your craft, but you have to work to get up there to the top. You know, somebody like you, somebody like Eric Rehm, Jeremy Rockford, Brittany Richmond, and, you know, Ron Smith, and several other speakers, you know, they didn't just sit around um, and, you know, you can't really meditate for eight hours a day and think you're going to be a professional speaker the next day. No, it's good to meditate, you know, 30 minutes a day, but you have to put in the work. So, in order to get up there to the top. So after doing that, based on all the support that I received, I then analyzed my results based on the positive feedback that I got from my principal. And the comment that I saw and that I read to my speaker coach, we were both thrilled. And we said, (laughs) you know, you can't get any better than that. So based on that, I know that I've got the message. I know it's positive. People are reacting very positively to it. So then later on, at the final stage of the scientific method is I then wanted to draw a conclusion. And this is my particular uh, conclusion. So my particular conclusion was, was that, you know, this was absolutely worth it. Um, You know, based on this particular program, it was very detailed. It got me there to that point to eventually get to that speaking gig. I came up with a hypothesis, which was an educated guess right before doing the experiment, which, you know, allowed me to see that based on identifying a current need that's in the public right now, they they want this. So <laughs> it pretty much checked off all of the boxes of you know the scientific methods. So I knew that you know this was absolutely worth it. Uh, I do not look back, and based on the positive feedback that I've gotten, it's given me the motivation to continue on and to get to that point of being a full time speaker.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, well, first of all, that is amazing. I mean, could you get any more thorough than that to make a a decision about your life? Like very (laughs) impressive, but you just touched on something on that last point that, you know, so you make this decision, you come on board, you now have the speaking business, but through the journey, it's that, that confidence, right? It's that confidence to have the audacity to go back to your alma mater and speak at your school. Um, And you know most people who are struggling to build speaking business businesses it's because they don't have that confidence and clarity and that that's our mission here at the speaker lab we want to give our students the confidence the clarity and a clear path to their speaking business success um so when people come in and they're like can you really get booked and paid in 90 days can it, can I really do this in 6 months or i want to do this in 3 months or 4 months I'm like, yes, 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 and yes, because we have the tools. You just have to do your part, right? You have to do your due diligence. We'll meet you where you are. And then it's it's only up from there. But it's that confidence piece that people are struggling with when they're going through it alone. Like if you just lived your life with like, I I I believe in purpose and passion. You might not be able to put that and package it together into a, a, a lucrative speaking business. Mm-hmm. But because you went through the, speaking, the speaker lab and you, you got all the components of what it requires in our speak framework, you were able to see it. And once you're able to see it, the sky's the limit. Right. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, you really touched on that, you know, perfectly as well. And, you know, it's it's interesting with, you know, scams or something like that, as we've all come across it. And especially with, you know, phone calls, you know, my parents and I get annoyed. We get, you know, several spam calls a day. It's ridiculous. But, you know, we do. But, you know, what goes on is I remember I saw this one scam after I saw this email and this really, you know, stood out to me. But they said that you could make money on autopilot. And I <laughs> thought, you know, wait a second here. Th- this is really biz- bizarre because I remember, you know, going back to 1999, I'm I'm an avid golfer. I've watched, you know, the PGA Tour. So uh, for <laughs> those of you that are golfers out there, uh, I'm definitely an avid golfer. Um, but there was, uh, I remember a, a world famous golfer. His name was uh, Payne Stewart. Uh, he was traveling, I believe, to a local tournament in 1999, uh, and unfortunately there was carbon monoxide in um, the cabin and certainly in the cockpit. And what happened with carbon monoxide is it's poisonous, and it could and it would knock you right out. So what happened was, was that they were knocked out. The plane was on autopilot, and eventually what happened was the plane was starting to travel on autopilot for some time, but then it eventually crashed and sadly Payne Stewart including some of those other golfers passed passed away as a result of that. So mm-hmm. while that was a sad day, you know, I thought, well, wait a second, you can't make money on autopilot because if you're flying in a plane on autopilot eventually you're going to run out of gas just like what they did and then it's going to crash and then it's 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 going to burn and then you're going to be sunk or bankrupt so yeah you know with with the speaker lab you know you can't make money on autopilot unless you are you know very serious you're active you're committed and you're willing to accept feedback so Mm -hmm. um, this is how i know that you know this is the real deal
1: (laughs) yeah no it's true i remember that story very sad time but uh you just brought me down, Jason. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was a terrible time though. I rem- Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but you're, you're making a great point and, and we do push back because we don't want to be like, oh yeah, that sounds great. Oh gosh, he's never going to get anywhere with that. No, we say, uh-uh, that's not going to fly we right. need to fix this. So we do call you out. I'd, I'd love for you to speak directly to the students who are listening, the potential students that are listening. Um, you know, what would you say to one of our students who are in the middle of the program? Maybe they're starting to look for leads and events, and maybe they're feeling like imposter syndrome or frustrated. Um, what, what kind of advice would you give them in terms of their purpose and their passion?
2: Yeah, so that's that's definitely a wonderful question, Mary Alice. I would say to uh all of the fellow speakers that are out there that are in my boat, uh I'm definitely with you. You know, I started uh I enrolled uh in this particular program uh last October of 2021, so it's close to a year uh that I've, you know, been reaching out, I've honed my message and I've honed my craft and you know, there's still some things that I'm figuring out currently right now. Sure um which uh, that's okay that's mm-hmm. that's not a big deal uh because obviously since this is brand new you know to myself and I'm sure to several of you as well you know there's some things that you have to figure out but what what I would really encourage you to do number 1 is first of all if you have a message you know exactly uh how to hone your craft and how to get it out there you have a website and you also have a demo video as well Then that's that's huge, uh, because that's a huge stepping stone to get you towards um, those speaking engagements. So because people definitely want to see that, you know, you're legit and a website is a great way to showcase that you are a legit speaker. Event managers or event planners, you know, they definitely want to see, you know, that they're hiring someone, you know, who is serious and who is qualified, you know, not someone who's, you know, just come off the street. Um, Yeah. They want someone who has that experience. So if you definitely have all of that information, then that's a huge step. What I would also encourage you to do are, you know, these two other things. You know, I primarily value um, the three C's, uh, which I've proven to be very successful. You've definitely been, if you're caring about what you do, then you're definitely going to go a long way. And if you're compassionate as well, then that definitely makes the difference as well. Because if you're not compassionate, then why are you doing it? So Mm -hmm. if you've got those two C's, then you're good to go. The third one, which is most important, is you have to have good communication skills, and that was very essential for me uh, as a teacher and as an educator now, even though i 'm not a full time teacher anymore, you have to be willing to reach out for help. Uh, the speaker lab team members they 're more than willing to help you out in any way, shape, or form, so they 're definitely available you know i, I can 't read minds, nobody can, right. but you know at the same time. You have to be willing to reach out uh, and ask for help, and I've done that um, through multiple occasions For those of you that might not have Voxer, I would recommend that you download Voxer. it is uh, it's a free app uh, on your phones. Uh, that's how I've actually connected with Eric Ream through sending you know audio recorded messages mm-hmm. so Um, But it's very important to find that mentor. And the Speaker Lab has many different mentors uh, because they've had experience. They can really help you uh, to become very successful. And then finally, what you have to do, too, is, you know, with your particular message and your speaking journey, going from your life is not going to go from point A to point B. It's going to be zigzags. Uh, There are some days in your business where you're going to be walking on cloud nine, Other days, you're going to be low. Uh, That's that's just the way that it is. When you do reach out at first, you're going to have to send multiple emails, all right? So I've had to do that, you know, many times. But when you get that one person to say that I want you, that means the world. So what you also have to do is, you know, with your fellow speaker lab coaches is, on top of that, you then have to be able to accept feedback as well. So, you know, if you're, you know, not doing something right, you need some help on that, then you've got to be honest with your coaches, but you got to be willing to accept feedback, because if you're not, if you're not that team player, then that's not really going to get you anywhere. So based on something like that. That's primarily what I've lived by. And uh, that's something that all of the speakers have to do. But number one, if it's in your heart, you know, you just you own it, you go for it. All right. Yeah,
1: there it is. You own it, you go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So So all all those people sitting on the fence going, I wish I could. I think I should.
2: Yeah. And, you know, like I said, based on that, you know, if you've got that particular passion, just, you know, do it and, you know, go for it. But you have to be willing to work for it. And you also have to be willing to, you know, accept feedback through multiple different avenues. That's how you're going to be successful.
1: Yeah, that's that's such great advice. It's really for anyone who's a current student and anyone who wants to be a student. You know, this isn't just like, okay, let me invest and they're going to do all the things. No, we 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 you we come together with you in union with your journey, um, but you have to do the work. That that's really important. Uh, it's your business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's something that takes work, no matter who you are. So. Uh, but Jason, you are amazing. I love all your little acronyms and your three C's and your sky. And I, you really <laughs> dropped some serious uh, knowledge nuggets today and, and really are allowing people to walk off this, this podcast and say, you know, what's my sky, I need to evaluate that. Um, and I think if anything, if, if you're listening, just just start sitting in silence, just start with 30 seconds. Before you know it, you'll be up to five minutes and then maybe 15 minutes. Uh, but again, there's no rules. You know, it doesn't mean the more you sit in silence, the better person you're going to be. <laughs> but, you know, the world's a little crazy. Everything's moving so fast to just pause and be still um, and don't put that pressure of having to do all the things by Monday. Mm-hmm. Split it up. Your top priorities, three three things a day. Uh, Jason also said you could do four, so we'll go four.
2: But yeah, yeah. well, and make Uh, sure sure to include the guided meditation. And hey, if you end up taking a little bit uh, of a nap after no judgment,
1: no judgment, (laughs) no judgment. This is a judge free zone. Well, Jason, you're awesome. We appreciate your time. We thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. And we hope uh, everyone who's listening, you guys go have a fabulous day.
0: All right. There you have it. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the speaker lab podcast. Now, I want you to know that we do this podcast simply because we want to serve and support speakers like you. We don't charge anything for you to listen, but in return, we do have one small favor to ask. Would you be willing to subscribe to the podcast where you're listening? Right now, hit that subscribe button. Also, leave us a rating and review within iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to these podcasts. We read every single one of them, and they also help other people to find the show. Also, if you are looking to take the next step in growing your speaking business, be sure and check out thespeakerlab.com. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com. Com. We've got a ton of free resources and tools there, and you can also learn more about the programs that we offer, which include one-on-one coaching. Our mission here is to help you find the confidence, clarity, and clear path that you need to own your speaking success. So again, check us out over at thespeakerlab.com. As always, we appreciate you hanging out with us, and we'll catch you next time. You're awesome.